This week I talked to Tony Horn, who has some interesting views on the future of the UK protection market. Price cuts, additional illness conditions and underwriting changes seem to be the only tools in the protection provider's box. The result is a stagnant market. Tony's view is that distributors should drive future protection growth by building their own propositions and cutting out the mainstream providers where necessary. Do you agree that the future of the protection market lies with the distributors? Let's debate that right here in episode 59 of the Marketing, Protection and Finance podcast. Welcome, you're listening to the podcast for financial services professionals looking to share business ideas and inspiration in the world of marketing, protection and finance. For each episode, you can find the show notes and links to things we talked about at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MPAF. So let's get on with the show and here's your host, Roger Edwards. Welcome to the Empath Podcast. Here we are heading into autumn and we've nearly reached 60 episodes. Thanks for your support getting me this far. I really appreciate you tuning in and putting me and my guests into your headphones each week. As always, could I ask you, if you enjoy the show, please share it with just one friend or just one colleague each week. A growing audience means I can attract more great guests to share their ideas and inspiration with you. Let's get straight into this week's interview and I'm delighted to welcome Tony Horn onto the show. Tony has 26 years experience in the life insurance industry, qualifying as an actuary in 1996 and specialising in investments. Since then he's worked for Friends Life and Aviva and now runs Positive EV, helping companies develop their own propositions. So here's Tony right here on the Marketing, Protection and Finance podcast. And so, Tony, welcome to the Empath podcast. Hi there, Roger. And so, Tony, where are we um, Skyping from today? Uh, we're sky- Skyping from York. Um, I study at uh, my home in York. So we're going to talk today about lots of topics about uh, the protection market, particularly maybe focusing on distributor-led propositions. But before we get there, Tony, give everybody a little bit of background about yourself, where you came from, where you're going to, and basically, Tony, what makes you tick? Sure. Yeah, well, I've been in, in the in- insurance industry for just over 25 years now. I joined Knight Union, as it, as it was known uh, back then, fresh from uni, qualified as an actuary and uh, I did various various roles across risk, uh, product distribution. So more recently I left Aviva almost three years ago to set up my own dependent consultancy. I've had a great time, various assignments with Government Actuaries Department, Bank of Ireland, Friends Life and I consider myself uh, quite well placed to stimulate change in insurance and investment markets and just feel I've just got that mix of actuarial and real market experience to try to crystallise the market change that that I think is there. How have you coped with the transition from working for a a big corporate like Aviva to working as an independent consultant. The reason I ask you that question, Tony, is purely from a selfish point of view. It's exactly what I've done over the last uh, couple of years. So it'd be interesting to uh, hear your feel on um, how that's gone. Well, I I think I was quite fortunate to have a very generally outward facing roles whilst I was at Aviva. So 
I had experience in dealing with, with people outside of uh, at least the Aviva insurance business and, and various contacts. But I did quickly learn that dealing with contacts on your own book, so to speak, is very different to dealing with them, you know, as a, as a representative of, of a company such as Aviva. So, you know, I had to learn how to get my own my own subject that I wanted to talk about and understand what people wanted to talk about to me rather than what people wanted to talk to Aviva about. What do you think are the main problems that the industry faces at the moment, particularly in the advice-led space in the protection market? Because let's face it, it's been pretty flat for quite a long time, hasn't it? The mainstream providers, they tend to focus on the existing channels, which are, well, primarily advice is is most of it. You could maybe add aggregators to that. And only really now they, they're starting to look at the what, what you might call D2C, but that, that, that can mean a, a multitude of things, really. Uh, I think on the advice side, you are limited to a full underwriting proposition. Uh, because it's very difficult to sell simple uh, underwriting propositions through, you know, through an advice process. So that in itself makes the, the the customer journey quite long. If you're then restricting yourself to a full underwriting journey, I think you are, and and to an advice process, um, whether you call it a long advice process or an expensive advice process, you you're just cutting yourself off from a large part of the market there who who might want a lot simpler proposition. Indeed, and I think that to my mind, that's exactly where we are in the advisor space and in, in the protection market in general. We've almost got ourselves into a into a catch-22 situation where all we do is cut rates add illnesses and as you say have this overly complicated underwriting process now i have mentioned on the podcast in recent weeks there are there are people out there trying to change things we've got underwrite me who are trying to create a scenario where the underwriting process is sort of masked from the customer to a certain extent because at the moment the customer applies for a cheap rate perhaps and then after they've gone through this long and convoluted underwriting process they find that their premium has gone up and underwrite me are trying to give them that premium right at the start so they don't effectively see the underwriting process but on the whole the market hasn't really come up with anything drastically new there's not been any disruption it's just been same old same old for probably about the last decade so we've got this scenario where nothing's really changed for a long time we've got these off-the-shelf propositions from the big providers which effectively revolve around cutting the rates having illnesses and, and features on the policies and the underwriting process but the distributor-led proposition is potentially an alternative route that might take the industry down some more innovative channels. So, Tony, just give us a little bit of background about what distributor-led propositions would be, and then we can maybe dig a bit deeper into what it means. Yeah, I mean, if, sorry, if we just go back briefly to the off-the-shelf propositions, I think they're, uh, they tend to be full underwriting propositions because that's what the, the big insurers do and know a lot about and are, in, are, are absolutely experts in. So the different opportunity that distributor-led propositions give you is the distributor can then lead what that proposition is. So it's not necessarily about whether there's 50 CI conditions or 60 or 10, but it enables the distributor distributor to select what underwriting process they want. You know, do they do they want a long underwriting process to nail down? a price as as much as possible because generally the more you underwrite the cheaper the price is so that's the way that beagle street went but you don't have to go that way you could have a simple underwriting process 
you might be able to use that a company might have a data asset that they can use that uh, that either they or a partner can analyze uh, work out certain factors that indicate which customers might be healthier than average and then be able to ask them a shorter question set to enable them to maybe not get quite down as low as IFA rates but to, to still give it a very good price but also uh, to do that with a lot shorter admin process and that in itself makes the distribution cost a lot cheaper so even if the risk cost is a little bit higher, the distribution process by your data asset could more than outweigh that. Okay, so let, let's just talk through the um, the concept of distributor-led propositions. So the traditional model is big company, Aviva, LNG, they do some research with consumers, they build a product, that product's got 59 illnesses, partial payments, life insurance, income protection. They then put that out to the market, do some advertising. The advisor looks at that, gets the premium off the um, Iris I pipeline, makes a recommendation. Customer buys it. IFA gets paid commission. That's that's the traditional way that we've developed protection and sold protection in, in the in the past. What you're saying now is that is it the distributor comes along and says, no, I want a completely different sort of product. So I want a product with six illnesses and uh, no income protection and this sort of premium structure. And I'll go and look for a combination of reinsurer and insurance company in the background to run it. But effectively, it's my product and I'm selling it under my brand. Is that how it works? Yeah, yes, that's right. The So the, the distributor will have its own ideas on, on what the proposition is, whether it wants to sell CI, whether it's simple CI or, or the full 60 condition CI, whether it wants to sell life insurance, also coming into income protection as well. And what underwriting journey it, it wants to put its customers on to get that. And that's, that's very closely aligned to the distribution process as well, whether it has data on its customers, both for propensity to buy purposes and for the health of those customers to help supplement the underwriting process. So the more it knows about its customers for health indicators, then the fewer questions that distributor needs to ask. And then it, it can negotiate with reinsurers for uh, if, if it's decided on a, on a it, it wants a short underwriting process, it shares its data with the reinsurer and the reinsurer might say, well, we can uh, we can do five questions for price level A or three questions for price level B. And the distributor can make a decision on that. The price that the reinsurer will quote would be what you might call a wholesale price. That's the risk cost that the reinsurer will require to, to, to cover that. And then the distributor would add on its own uh, margin to that to cover its own distributor costs. So the distributor would then control the retail price. Do you think that this um, there are actually distributors out there that are sophisticated enough to define exactly what one of these propositions might look like? I'm thinking in the national IFA space or, or the networks and that sort of thing, because on the one hand, I absolutely agree with this way this way forward as a, as a way of innovating and a way of developing the protection market, because the the, the one-size-fits-all approach that we've had for so many years just isn't working, obviously. But the difficulty with the one-size-fits-all um, approach is that 
that is still going to be there and it's still going to be comparable. So if you have a distributor who says, I want to develop a product with five questions, that's potentially going to put the price up in order to compensate for the fewer underwriting questions. And therefore, will they be able to carry that or will it still be compared to the one size fits all product with the long underwriting process with the cheaper premium? And then in the end, it won't be successful because they well, we couldn't sell it because it was too expensive. Yeah, they currently will, will counter this one size fits all proposition by effectively having a panel and they will sell purely on price. As you mentioned at, at the start, yeah. that's possibly that's really one of those areas that has probably blighted the industry because everyone is obsessed with getting the cheapest possible price. You're right that if the national was to design its own proposition on a simplified underwriting basis, it's possible that that price could end up higher, but certainly for for quantifying the risk. But it ha- if it does have data on its customers and is able to select those customers carefully, then that could certainly mitigate that. But if the distribution costs are a, are a lot less, then that could then mitigate that so that the price is comparable to what to what you would have with IFAs. And if the customer journey is a, is a lot shorter, that, that would reduce the time, their selling time, and might open up a, a, a new set of customers through which they could sell those products. Perhaps regulation is one uh, barrier as well is they would then feel that if they weren't offering the, the best possible price, then maybe they, they would be fearful that the regulator would come down on them and that they're in some way mis-selling those, that product. And what would you say the interest levels are in this? Because again, I, I see this as, as a way forward because segmenting your customer base and producing bespoke propositions for those segments to me seems eminently sensible. What are the interest levels in reality for this? Are we are we at the start of this journey or, or are the, is the thinking out there quite well progressed? Uh, well, it, it really comes down to the distributor's appetite, business appetite. And uh, I wouldn't really put nationals at, at the top of the uh, at the top of the line for, uh, for for this being most suitable for. I think I think nationals certainly it might be, but I would maybe put uh, bank assurers uh, ahead of them in that because. Okay. Uh, bank assurers have um, already have a big customer base that they could potentially sell products to, and they should have an ex- enough expertise to be able to make a decision on what product type they want, whether it be CI or life insurance, and and to take control of that underwriting journey. And and I think in in using in using all the data that they undoubtedly have on customers, if they're able to find a way of using that data and applying it to to quantifying the insurance risk for a simplified product i think they should be able to get quite quite close to the advised price that they currently sell at i think banks currently sell at higher than ifa price anyway yeah generally so uh, so that should give them a lot more scope to get a simplified underwriting journey price a lot closer or even 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 lower than their current full advised prices and we've talked quite a bit today about the underwriting process and how distributor led propositions might lead to a, a, a simplified underwriting process. Do you think that distributor-led propositions might lead to simpler products? So we might see critical illness policies with less than the current 
humongous number of conditions or a streamlined version of income protection. Are we going to see that sort of development as well? Yeah, absolutely. I think distributor-led propositions are better suited to simpler, simpler products, simpler underwriting processes. I think mortgages, uh, protection to cover mortgages is a, is a great way to do that because the mortgage process in itself, generally people are healthy if they take a mortgage out. So uh, if, if you combine that with data as well, then you've got a perfect opportunity to offer a very simplified process. To, to add life cover to mortgages. I think this whole distributor-led proposition idea, to my mind, sounds as if it could be quite customer-focused. And I think in the future, um, if we have got distributors who are saying, here's a, a bespoke set of consumers with different needs to this other set of consumers over here, and we develop a proposition specifically for them, then to my mind, that's a great way of of the industry becoming more customer focused and let's face it we've been accused quite rightly in the past of not being customer focused at all do you think that this is the way to go to effectively try to bring more consumers on board and to overcome some of the bad perceptions that people have of the protection market yes i think arguably the current market is restricted to uh either customers that want to use aggregator platforms or, or advisors, so it's customers prepared to uh, go through advice processes. There, aren't a, there isn't enough focus on customers that just want to buy simple products directly, already have an idea of what they want and just need to have something put in front of them that obviously and simply meets those needs. Tony, it's been fascinating talking to you this morning about this concept of distributor-led protection, distributor-led propositions. I think that we need to move away from the one-size-fits-all approach, which has effectively stagnated over the, over the last decade. And the idea that distributors could define their own propositions based upon, as you've said, their own data assets, their own customer bases, is really quite exciting. I suspect the jury's out as to whether it will really work in the short term, whether it will really lead to new innovative propositions and, and maybe even new product structures. But I, I remain very uh, in, excited about it and I really can't wait to see what we see what we see developing over, over the next few years. And, and obviously you're going to play quite a large part in that and I hope to be involved in it myself. So before we go, let's just finish off with a quick fire round of business questions. Tony, if there was one thing that you would change about the financial services industry, if someone gave you a magic wand to wave, what would it be? I think although the regulator is by no means perfect, I think the industry could make a better effort to engage better with the FCA. I think the FCA would be very receptive to distributors uh, or providers who, who tackle these new distribution models in the right way. What's the one business model or product or campaign that's caught your attention in the last year? Tell us what you liked about it. Well, I'm a fan of people-to-people uh, -people business models. Uh, I don't know if you know Stephen Mandel at all, but he's had some success with this via a company called Brought By Many. Okay. But it, it's more like niche uh, general insurance products where he tries to get groups of people that want a certain niche product, and then he will use that buying power to source that. In another industry where this is you've driven a cart and horses through is the betting industry. Uh, Betfair introduced a person-to-person -person exchange to enable people to bet with each other, cutting out the bookie as the middleman to, to set their own prices and that completely revolutionised the betting market and al although that this was many years, uh, 
10 years ago. Uh, I think in, in the last last year, they're still expanding. Their share price has tripled over the last year. Tell us about an app or a gadget that's made a huge difference to your working life. Uh, I, I wish I was more tech savvy to um, to, to sample more, more apps. So uh, it would probably have to be the, just the humble iPhone. What's the best business book you've ever read? Tell us what you liked about it so much and what you took from it. Uh, well, I don't read that many business books. Um, I, my favourite medium for uh you know for business and, and personal development uh, is actually podcasts so right. uh, as well as your own um uh, i i find the uh, hbr series uh, really good okay um, also economist they they have some quite good uh, business features as well sounds good and before we sign off tony just in case anyone wants to talk to you about distributor-led propositions what's the best way that they should contact you they could find me on LinkedIn uh, quite easily, or they could contact me on email on tony at positive EV. Uh, so that's positive EV, all one word with no underscore dot co dot UK. Fantastic. Tony, thanks so much for talking to me today. Let me wish you every success in the future, and I hope to catch up with you again soon. Thank you very much, Roger. for listening to the Marketing Protection and Finance Podcast. Do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MPAF for links to the apps and topics and books we discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Simply visit rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash iTunes and leave a review. If you are a provider or advisor or journalist and you have a product, campaign or business model you'd like to talk about, please get in touch. You could be the next guest on the show. And do remember, nothing we talk about on the show is financial advice of any kind. It's all just thoughts and opinions, okay? Okay.